Welcome to the Luxuriously Fierce podcast. I'm May, intuitive writer, speaker, and founder of Wolf and Lindsay Co., where I guide you to step into your feminine power and live luxuriously. Luxury is yours. Where you find your passion, what you see beauty in, what ignites a fire within, what brings you peace. Step into my world, awaken untapped potential, illuminate your passion and purpose, and live luxuriously fierce. episode of the luxuriously fierce podcast i am so excited to have Haley curtis here with me today Haley is the founder of soulful journaling which is a business focused on helping women cultivate lifelong journaling practices that dig deep below the surface you guys know how much i love journaling it's the sole methodology at luxuriously fierce and i when i found Haley on instagram i just immediately fell in love with her clearly we're soul sisters with our love for journaling so i am just so honored that she took the time out to be here today and Haley, welcome to the podcast i'm so happy that you're here thank you for having me i'm excited to be here can you tell us a little bit about your story how you got started journaling and where that has brought you i would absolutely love to share that with you um So for me, I was never a journaler growing up. I actually, in school, I hated writing. I hated reading. Like anything that had to do with literacy, I was like, no, I'm out. Um, And I think that because of that experience in school, I, I blocked myself from becoming a journaler because I believe it was always there in me, but I just had these limiting beliefs that I wasn't a writer and that I couldn't do this or I couldn't do that. But at the same time, I always wished that I was that person who journals. I don't know if you can resonate with that, May, but um, just always wishing like, oh, I wish I was that person that was filling up pages and had this <laughs> stuff to look back on. Um, but I would try and it just would never stick. You know, I'd, I'd sit down with a journal and I'd feel like an imposter being like, dear diary and like trying to write in a journal. But I just really, it just never it never connected with me. It never aligned with me. Um, so I just left it at the wayside. But then what ended up happening was um, five years ago, it was when I officially started journaling. But in the lead up to that, the five years before that, I had been suffering with some really severe health issues and they had just really started to wear me down. And um, not only did I end up hitting my rock bottom physically, but I also hit rock bottom mentally as well, just due to... um, just the intense situation of of my health and everything. And what I realized when I hit my rock bottom was that I just didn't even know who I was. Um, I realized that I had rooted my identity and my self-worth in so many falsities and fickle places like um, being the person that had energy or in my looks or my career, in my achievements, what I could do. And when all of that was taken away from me um, because my health was in such a bad place, I just had no solid ground to stand on and I was like holy shit I have no idea who the heck I am um and I just I as I started to realize that um 
I just had this really natural pull towards journaling. It's not that anyone told me that I should journal. I didn't Google what I should do. I just felt deep within my soul, you need to get a journal and you need to start working through this and find yourself, come home to yourself because I knew that she was in there. She was just buried under so much crap (laughs) and so many labels and false beliefs and limiting behaviours that I had just congregated into my life over the years and I knew that journaling was the way to get through that so what I did was I headed to the shops and I bought myself a pretty journal and some nice pens Um, and I came back home and I just decided even though I had no idea what to do I decided I was going to figure this thing out I was committed to making it work for me and finding a a a way of journaling that really did align with who I was. Um, So I just made a small commitment. I said, right, I'm going to rock up to these pages for five minutes a day and I'm going to write two sentences. That was my minimum commitment. And that's what I did. Some days I did not feel like it, but that small commitment allowed me to rock up. Um, And some days all I wrote was two sentences and those two sentences were, I have no idea what to write. I feel like an idiot, right? (laughs) But other days, other days I was sparked into diving a little bit deeper. And from there, five years ago, it just slowly progressed into something so freaking magical. And what happened in those pages is I rebuilt my entire identity piece by piece, page by page, um, and just started tending to that guard of my soul, ripping out the weeds that were all the lies, replacing them with beautiful truth. And journaling through that has become what I like to call my oxygen and um, I don't work full-time anymore but back when I was working full-time as a teacher I would get up an hour and a half earlier so I could close myself in my special room and just journal for an hour every morning and um, it's just it became just the most beautiful thing that I've ever done in my life and it completely transformed my life. That's so beautiful. And I absolutely resonate with almost everything you just said, but I really (laughs) love how you spoke to not knowing who you are and using journaling Mm. to come home to yourself because that to me is what journaling is all about. And it's the entire premise of my business and my programs and what I do because words are so powerful. They're so powerful. And the words that we use to speak and think and write about ourselves are unconscious, right? These are words that were Mm -hmm. spoken to us from the moment we were born. Mm -hmm. And so we really don't know who we are. We -hmm. really don't. And like Mm. you said, when you take away all of the the shit and you (laughs) lay it all out in front of you, And you look at it and you're just like, I did not choose any of this. I don't want any of this. None of this is aligning with me. And just using those words to come home to yourself. It's so Mm -hmm. beautiful and so empowering because when you take control over the words that you use to speak and write and think about yourself, you gain back your personal power and you do come home to yourself. Oh, you give me goosebumps, girl. <laughs> that is, oh, you're speaking my love language there. <laughs> no, soul sisters, I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, we are. That, I mean, 
everything you just said there, if you can boil it down to one word, it would be awareness. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's absolutely profound. The things that are just sitting there just below the surface, and this is the beauty of journaling. Once you dig it out and you become aware of it, once you've seen it, you can't unsee it. And mm-hmm. that actually allows you to step forward. I think so many of us, and this was me, and I know um, so far in my journey of helping other women with journaling, it's the same for a lot of us. Um, we, we feel stuck, but we don't know why. Mm-hmm. And we want to get to X, Y, or Z, but we just, we try, but we just keep going back to these same old patterns and we keep repeating the same things and we're wondering why, why, why. As soon as you gain that awareness and you see those things, it's like, oh, light bulb moment. No wonder I'm not getting to where I want to go. No wonder I keep repeating those same cycles. But the beauty is once you have that awareness, you have your roadmap forward. Um, it's it's It shows you exactly the path that you need to take in order to you know replace those lies with truth and to rip out those weeds that are in your soul and actually move forward. And that's the awesome thing journaling gets you unstuck absolutely and that journaling for me has always been an outlet since I was a child and then you know there was a period in my life where I stopped and I can't tell you the exact moment that I picked up my journal and my pen once again and started journaling it was sometime I would say in my mid-20s maybe and I haven't looked back since and it's just the the shifts that I've created are just so they're unbelievable when you look back to the place that you were and to where you are now and it's just it's so beautiful it's a beautiful journey really and I love that you spoke to those days where you don't know what to write so you literally just write down I don't know what to write (laughs) (laughs) because we've all been there it's totally okay that's where people start right Yes, but this is the thing that stops people from starting. Absolutely, yeah. They let that perfectionism creep into their journaling space. And I say perfectionism has no place in your sacred journaling space because right. if, if you're expecting it to be all just bliss and flow all of the time and you're expecting it to just be sweet revelations and that you're just going to feel like it all the time, you're going to quit because the second Mm -hmm. you rock up and you're not feeling like it, you go, oh, no, journaling wasn't for me. How many people have you heard say that, May, that journaling's not for me? And it's not true. Journaling is for you. You're just not allowing the space for journaling and you've got to get rid of that perfectionism and it is okay to rock up and have nothing to write about, but you still rock up anyway because the forming of a ritual, the forming of a habit is actually in the showing up. It's not in the doing. Mm-hmm. You know, if as long as you say, let's use the gym as an example, as long as you get in your car and drive to the gym, like that is the hardest part. Actually, going in and doing stuff, it is. it's true. Bit. It's actually just the rocking up. So, as long as you keep rocking up to your pages, you will cultivate a beautiful practice. You've just got to be patient. Well, and I love that too because it gets to be easy journaling gets to be easy and it can Mm. be easy and there will be days where you have like this crazy amount of flow and you just like your pen is Mm. not moving fast enough for you to to work and write at the same time but there are days where it will be hard and so you need to ask yourself you know am I going to show up when it's hard 
Mm-hmm. Like it gets to be easy, but it will be hard. That's mm-hmm. just how life works. And you have two choices in that moment. You show up or you stop. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of people stop. And I think of journaling when I think of, you know, getting over that hurdle of starting mm-hmm. and creating that routine. There's always another hurdle. And that hurdle, I know, for me and for a lot of people is that when you start writing and you start moving through something, for example, perfectionism, when you start moving through that perfectionism and reprogramming those thoughts and beliefs and the patterns that don't serve you, you create all of this space within you, this energetic space. Like, I'm not leaning on this perfectionism anymore. I'm not leaning on this overachieving, working 16-hour days and, you know, 80-hour yeah. weeks, whatever it is. And you create this space within and then people go, oh, my God, I don't know what to do with the space. What this it is empty. It's empty. Yeah. <laughs> and you go and so now you have, again, you have two choices. And this is the thing with journaling is that once you start this routine and you open yourself up to all of these possibilities and all of these shifts that are going mm-hmm. to happen, there's going to be another why in the road. And you either go to the why, you go down the lane that's familiar and yeah. holding you back and the one you're not in alignment with, but the one that you know, or yeah. you choose the new one and you create new patterns mm-hmm. and new things and align with your purpose and you know, awaken your whole being. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And I think that that comes down to choosing yourself and prioritizing you. Um, you know, a lot of the things that hold people back is the idea of, oh, I don't have enough time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm too busy. And what you're saying is I'm not choosing me. Right. I'm putting everybody else first before myself. And we can think that that's the noble thing to do, to do, to be everything for everyone. But until you put yourself first, you're never going to experience the fullness of what you can give to everyone else Mm -hmm. by having that what may seem like a little selfish act of, oh, my gosh, how dare I take 30 minutes to myself to journal. (laughs) But by doing that and choosing yourself and prioritizing yourself, you are filling up your cup so that everybody gets blessed with the overflow. And so instead of having the mindset of, I don't have time, I need to do this, I need to do this with like, you know, my kids, it's, everything's just too busy, um, flip that to knowing that by taking that 30 minutes for yourself, you are going to rock up in your day as a better version of you, which then in turn blesses everybody around you. So, um, you know, I always say you can't wait around for someone else to make you a priority because mm-hmm. you'll be waiting forever. You have to make yourself a priority. That hits. Holy. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I actually, it's so true. Oh, that, that is powerful. But I love that you said that because again, this is the power of words. If you stop saying to yourself, I don't have time and instead start saying, I'm not making myself a priority. Mm -hmm. that, That just shifts your entire perspective. It really does. Because it really when you does. think it about it. It works with anything. I, absolutely. And like when you mm-hmm. think about it, who, where did you learn I don't have time from? Mm-hmm. 
probably, mm. probably your parents. Yep. Probably the environment you grew up in. I don't have time. I don't have time. I don't have time. Mm -hmm. So that is unconscious programming, subconscious programming that when mm -hmm. when you start journaling, that's the kind of shit that you're going to lay out in front of you and reprogram. Yeah, totally. hundred percent. And you always have the time. And and this is like another thing. I actually talk about this in my book that's coming out soon about the whole idea of time and scheduling. We a lot of people act like victims to their own schedule. Mm -hmm. You're not a victim to your schedule. You are in control of your schedule. At the end of the day, if something is in your schedule, it is because you allowed it to be there. Absolutely. And we have to take power, take the power back, take the control back and feel empowered by your schedule instead of feeling like your life is run by your schedule. And, um, you know, if you want to make the time for something, you will make the time for something. And it's just that simple. <laughs> It really is just that simple. And people, we're so programmed to be busy all the time, but you know, there's no reward for busiest person. Mm. Like it's not, it's not a competition. You know, you don't get anything out of it, but you lose a lot from it, namely yourself. Mm -hmm, that's so true. So true. And I mean, it doesn't, journaling does not have to take forever. I mean, I said that I got up an hour earlier and spent all that time, but that's because I had you know, formed a really deep journaling practice over years. But remember when I started, it was five minutes. Mm -hmm. Like if you don't have five minutes that you can take for yourself, you've got a problem. <laughs> yeah. You've got a really big you, problem. <laughs> you've got a real big problem. Like you should be able to find 15 minutes. And if you can't find 15 minutes, you need to reshuffle your life and mm -hmm. find those 15 minutes because um, it's so important for, for you to be able to have that time for you. It is like if, if you don't have five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes for yourself. Yeah, that's, you don't have a that's life. A, no, ex <laughs> exactly. And I love that you said that if you're prioritizing everybody else ahead of yourself and you don't, quote unquote, have time for yourself, you've got a big problem because that is a big problem. And it's complete bullshit. Like this idea that we have to put everybody else ahead of ourselves. I don't know who came up with that idea, but I. I am not here for that. <laughs> I'm just not like, I'm really just not because I, I don't want to pour from an empty cup, first of all. And, 100%. you know, if I'm not full, then I can't give anything to anybody else. Mm -hmm. And just this, this bull that we come up with, well, I just need to do this and this and this and for, for everybody else. And you know, mm -hmm. making other people happy makes me happy. Bullshit. Mm -hmm. It's bullshit. Mm. It's just all <laughs> no, rooted. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I know. It's just all rooted in guilt and shame, really. It when is. you peel it all back, it is, we will continue to just do everything for everyone else because we feel guilty to take the time for ourselves. Yeah. And as women in particular, that's a big theme through my journal. I don't Absolutely. know if it's been a thing yeah. through yours, but just peeling back the layers of that guilt and finding where it was rooted. And often it is, you know, from our parents or from just, just culture and even our schooling and education has all sort of um, groomed us to feel that way as women in particular to feel guilty for taking time for yourself. But that's where your journal is the beautiful place to peel back all of these layers and get back to the truth, which is what you said, 
and that is filling your cup up first. And this doesn't mean that we have to block out five, six hours a day for ourselves and we suddenly don't care about our friends and family and we don't feed our children and we don't love our husbands anymore. Like that's not what it means. And I think that that's what society tries to make it look like when you Mm -hmm. put yourself first, that you're some bitch that's just not going to give a shit about anyone else. Because I put myself first, I care more about everyone else. Because I put myself first, I have I can rock up in a better capacity to love on others instead of serving from a place of scarcity. I get to serve from a place of overflow. Absolutely. And the other thing with, with putting yourself first is that not only do you show up as a you know, your cup is full and you have that energy to give to other people is that you show up as a better version of yourself. When you sit down and you journal and you peel back all those layers and you put out all that bullshit in front of you and, you know, get rid of it and reprogram, when you use your pen and paper to awaken all of the aspects of your soul that you have buried for so long and you step Mm -hmm. into this higher version the most the truest version of yourself you Mm -hmm. also align with the people who are meant to be in your life you align with all of the you know the experiences that you desire Mm -hmm. the people that you desire to have in your life and Mm -hmm. that's to me that's like the most magical thing is that journaling has brought me to this place where I have never felt more in alignment with my truest being and I have never felt more in alignment with the people that I invite into my life yes I completely resonate with that and it all comes back to what you said at the very beginning about the power of words like the power of life and death is in the tongue and what we speak over ourselves if we speak our reality you know, into our future. And by having that space in your journal where you're uncovering and you're peeling back and you're identifying things and you're making action plans to move forward, like, of course, your life is going to improve so much and you get to check in with yourself. And I think this is the most important thing with living an aligned life. Being in alignment isn't just one decision and then you're in alignment forever. Alignment is a constant decision Mm -hmm. like it is it is every day and having that sacred space of your journal just has it's a place where you can just check back in with yourself and come back into alignment each morning or evening or whenever it is that you find time to journal for me it's in the morning and I get to wake up every morning and just shift back into alignment because I might be out by one degree or 15 degrees some days it's 90 degrees (laughs) I need to bring myself back in alignment but that's um that's just that absolute beauty of having that sacred space for yourself. It is. And it's so ironic because like society has really programmed us to say, you know, if you take time for yourself, you're quote unquote wasting time and (laughs) you won't have time to get done everything you need to get done. But let me tell you, just as an example, just to, to go off of what you said, this morning I woke up, was feeling really just stiff and kind of heavy. So I did a little bit of yoga, a little bit of stretching, a little bit of dancing, moving around. Then I drank a lot of water. And then, you know, moving your body, you move all of the gunk up and out. So, you know, then I had a headache. I drank a lot of water. And then I got in the water. I had a bath. And the water for me is a very safe place. It's my happy place. 
Um, mm-hmm. And then I journaled. Mm-hmm. And that probably took a total of, I don't know, a couple of hours. Mm-hmm. After that, I went on to, let's see, I created a few new pages on my website, set up a membership site. Um, we're recording this podcast now. I've done a live today on my personal Instagram. I did a live today on my mentor's Instagram um, or Facebook. And then after this, I'm headed out to another business venture for a couple of hours. So like, that's mm-hmm. just complete bullshit that if you put yourself first, you don't have time for anything else because I have done mm. so much today <laughs> on top of taking two <laughs> hours for myself this morning to mm. come back into alignment. Mm. And and if you hadn't identified that, because if we're living in this just busy go, go, go culture and we've got no outlet like journaling to check back in with ourselves you could have just gotten up felt like shit but just been like well too bad and just keep going keep going keep going and all those things you had to do today you could have rocked up at a less capacity feeling like crap not wanting to be there um and that's how so many of us just live our days day after day after day after day never stopping to check in um and that's why things pile up and we get overwhelmed and we you know we burn out and we get adrenal fatigue and all these sorts of things but by simply having that outlet and you've got that learned practice of waking up and going, oh, how do I feel? Check in with myself. And having these tools in your tool belt that you can use to help bring yourself back into alignment to then um, have this amazing day. And tomorrow you'll wake up and feeling amazing again instead of staying in that cycle, you know? Exactly. Mm. So... For anybody who's listening and going, yes, this is my life. I need to get out of it. this. I want to create this space for myself. I want to start journaling. What would you recommend for someone who, to use your words from the very beginning, overcome the belief of not being a journaler? Oh, well, first, I would, you need to make a decision first off. And this is like, decisions are powerful. Mm-hmm. And this is what I did at the beginning, making a decision of, all right, I am committed to giving this a good hot crack. And when I say a good hot crack, I mean committing to at least, at least two months of rocking up to your journal and having a small attainable goal. Like I did five minutes, two sentences. It might be 10 minutes. You know, make yourself a small attainable goal. And then what I would do is, I would get yourself set up with some really good resources to make this process easy for you. Now, I wish that I had access to something like that when I first started. I sort of, I was so committed and I was so rock bottom that I just figured it all out on my own and did all the Googling and everything. But what I've done with Soulful Journaling is created this space where you don't have to figure it out on your own like what I had to do it is this beautiful place where you can come that has all of the information and the guiding to get you started and this is where beautiful journaling prompts come in so when I got started I went and I found um, different prompts that I could write about because I couldn't think what to write about you know and especially when you feel like crap you can't think about oh I'm going to answer this question because you feel like crap you're not going to identify the right questions to ask Mm -hmm. yourself Um, so I have created um, my space I've got a couple of different ways that you can access these things so we've got my Instagram page um, which is my little labor of love and it is full 
of really awesome deep diving journaling prompts that are there for you to use um, just to get yourself started. So what I would recommend is jumping onto the Soulful Journaling Instagram page, scrolling through, reading some of the prompts and just hitting save on a few of the ones that sort of spark something in your soul. And you can come back to those so that when you sit down for your journaling time for your five minutes, jump into your save posts and just choose one and just start writing. I love journaling prompts to get over that resistance to writing. Um, because if you just sit down with your journal and go, all right, I'm going to journal. And then you go, I don't know what to write about. <laughs> that's where that's where it can be really hard. Whereas if you sit down and you have got a question sitting there ready for you, that is your catalyst to jump in and start writing. And what I love about journaling prompts is that um, they may just be a short, quick answer, but they may spark you into something deeper and identify or un like unveil something that you just can't stop writing about. Like you said, how you just can't keep up with your pen. And the way that I have organized all of the journaling prompts is they have the prompt and then you scroll and they have a digging deeper section as well where you can start to um, gain more awareness on that. So there's the Instagram page, which I would definitely recommend. Then I also have just launched my website where you can also access um, journaling prompts. They're all there on the website and they're separated into topics. So it's easier if you're saying, you know, you're struggling with fear or self-love, you can go to that topic and pick out prompts that you'd like to use. I do have a book coming out, um, which is specifically for this woman who is wanting to start journaling, who's wanting to start digging deeper, who's feeling a bit stuck and wants to, you know, get through all those limiting beliefs. And it is a beautiful 30 entry deep dive soul journey that is sequential. So it starts in one place and it ends in a beautiful place. Um, but you really go through some deep dive journaling stuff, um, which could take you 60 to 90 days to complete. So I have that coming out, which, um, we can put a link or something in your show notes. Mate, yeah, absolutely. That, um, That's so exciting. That. It's very exciting. It is my absolute labor of love and I've worked a long time on it and I'm so excited that it's going to be coming out in about a month's time. So um, I just know it's going to be such a catalyst for massive transformation in women's lives and that makes me so excited. That is really exciting. And I, I'm i really excited for that book to come out because mm. I'm just thinking like your Instagram page is beautiful and yeah. so helpful and full of just amazing journal prompts. I can only imagine what the book is going to be like. I'm very excited. And the book's two parts. So the first part is all about how to cultivate a lifelong journaling practice. So it goes into right from the basics um, you know, things like how to even set up your space and the right resources to get. And then it teaches you all the different ways that you can journal. It teaches you um, how to form the new habit and all of that sort of stuff in the first half. And then part two is that deep dive soul journey that you get to, um, that you get to take in your journal. Oh, that's so exciting. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> One of my favorite ways to whenever someone says to me, you know, how do I get started? Like, what is 
something that I can do. I always tell people to get a nice pen and a nice journal. Like, actually yes, go to the cool. store, like, go yes. to the shop and look, pick up something that you really, truly love because if you don't love it, you're not going to use it. And the example I always give is, like, you don't cut vegetables in your kitchen with a dull knife. No, like, that's so frustrating. Like you don't cut vegetables in your kitchen with a knife that you hate. Like you probably mm-hmm. open the drawer or pull like pull the knife out of the knife block. You probably go for the same one every time, right? Like mm-hmm. a journal is the same thing. It's a tool. Mm. And if you don't love I the love tools that you're working with, and a pen too, like if you don't love the tools that you're working with, you're not going to mm-hmm. use it. You're not going to pick it up. Yeah, and this is something that I say all the time. It seems silly. You're like, oh, surely it doesn't matter. Like, of it course. Does. As long, it, I know. And, and like, you get that response too. Paper. Like, oh, well, that's weird. I could just get like a cheap journal at like the dollar store. No, no. No, no you can't. <laughs> and I mean, at the end of the day, if you've got a scrap piece of paper and a pen, you can journal. Yes, of course. But we're not looking to just do something that we're ticking something off on our to-do list. This is not Mm -hmm. just ticking something off your to-do list. We're creating a ritual and a place and space that is sacred where you want to rock up. And some days, yeah, you might not want to, but we, we want to set the scene with enough things that are going to draw you in and pull you in. And pens are so important because once you get in the flow, there is nothing more annoying than being on a thought of revelation and then having a sticky pen or a pen that's running <laughs> out of ink and you can't get your thoughts down. Mm-hmm. Like you need a real flowing pen and a journal with thick pages. You don't want to, those pages where like you can see the writing from the other side. No. Um, you know, you don't have to spend an arm and a leg on these things, but at least, yeah, find yourself something that you feel drawn to and that is of of a nice quality because it's going to be something beautiful that you will likely keep forever. I keep my journals. Do you keep your journals? I do. Yep. I have mm. stacks of them. Mm-hmm. And that's the other brilliant thing about having journals. You're actually writing out your legacy mm-hmm. and it it's there. And you can, if you wanted to, some of my journals, I don't want anyone else to see some from the darkest moments of my life, but some parts of my journals, I would definitely want to share with um, my loved ones in the future or what they are. They're really for me. I go back over and read back over my journals quite often with a highlighter. I go back through and I find, you know, where prayers have been answered or I just like to go back and see how far I've come or, um, you know, I mark the pages, I tab the pages when I've had a really amazing revelation that I want to be able to come back to. And, um, yeah, I love being able to go back through my journals and and read them as part of my journey. I love that too. And I my favorite part of that is looking at what I wrote in that moment and, like, the space that I was in, like the physical, mental, and spiritual mm-hmm. space that I was in then versus now. And like, you can, you literally see yourself grow. You can oh, literally go back and, and see yourself grow. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. beautiful. I love it so much. And I love that you said that journaling is not a to-do list. Seriously, I have a whole training on this as well. Like we, mm. we get together and do a training. <laughs> I would like, love to. Like, 
so many people just think of journaling as a to-do list because we have this idea in society that journaling is just like taking what's in your head and putting Mm -hmm. it on paper so that you don't forget. And if Mm -hmm. that's where you're starting with journaling, absolutely go for it. Because sometimes you really do have to unload everything that's in your mind Mm -hmm. that you Mm -hmm. can see what's in front of you and organize it all. But and this is the other place where people stop journaling is that once they unload everything that's in their mind and put it onto paper, they're like, well, what do I do with it? Yeah. And so that's where the real journaling begins. (laughs) That's where you and I come in and we're like, oh, just let me tell you what to do with this. (laughs) Basically, oh my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so much more than a to-do list. Like literally journaling has the power to change your entire life. It really does. It 100% does. I mean, I read back over my very first journal only uh, less than a month ago when I was just finalizing my book and I wanted to read back over just to see if there was anything I wanted to share with my audience. And oh, I read those first maybe 10 pages and it made me cry just Mm -hmm. seeing where I was at and um, just that the transformation in those pages is just utterly profound, utterly profound. And it's just, you know, once you grasp that and create that ritual, you just, you could never go back. And even this is funny, my husband, if I'm ever having, um, like a day where I'm just not feeling great um, or if I'm sort of in a little bit of a bad mood or if I'm just, if something's going on, he'll literally look at me and go, Haley, you need to go and sit with your journal. <laughs> he, knows, <laughs> he knows that if I go and sit in my room with my journal, I'm coming out a different woman. I'm coming yeah. out, he aligned me. I'm coming out um, just so much calmer more free with more joy just you know I'm coming back out as me um yeah and and he knows that (laughs) so where can I find a husband like that (laughs) New Zealand I tell you all the good ones all the good ones are in New Zealand (laughs) that'll be my next journal entry how to find a husband (laughs) in New Zealand (laughs) But you know what you're doing with all of your journaling? You, you're you laying that groundwork to meet that person who is in alignment with you and it's going to be absolute magic because you know who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think that, that is the, that's the precursor to a flourishing relationship is two people coming together who know who the heck that they are and that's magic. So, you know, that man's going to, that person's going to come into your life and, it's, it's going to be bliss because you know who you are. I love that. <laughs> I love and Journaling really does show you who you are and brings you on that journey from who you've mm-hmm. been taught you are to Ooh, who yes. you really are. And yes. oh. when, you, when you recognize that you don't have to be, you know, if you're unhappy, you don't have to be that person that so-and-so told you to be. You get to be who you want to be. And Mm -hmm. this this first step in that is, first of all, you know, recognizing that you don't want to be who you are anymore and you want to become your truest being. And to start, Mm -hmm. you've got to shed all of this stuff. Yeah. Journaling is, it's the catalyst. It's the catalyst for so much. it's, It's crazy how many labels we wear 
that have been mm-hmm. put on us throughout our lifetime, mostly in childhood. A lot of them you'll track back to then, but we can even pick up labels in our adulthood as well that we just start wearing like these jackets. We've just got so many that we're wearing. <laughs> and um, yeah, as you start to peel those off, you feel true liberation and there is no better feeling. I a thousand million percent agree with that. There's no better feeling than mm-hmm. coming home to yourself mm-hmm mm-hmm is really totally. what it's all about oh, love it love i know <laughs> 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 <Just noticing. laughs> okay i have one last question for you mm-hmm. and yes. that is what does luxuriously fierce mean to you oh i just even love that term luxuriously fierce it just <laughs> gives me all of the feels it makes me feel all warm inside Ooh. um <laughs> I love that. To me, yeah, to me, there is nothing more fierce and powerful than a woman who knows who the heck she is. Absolutely. You know, and when you live from a place of deeply knowing and deeply loving yourself and having rock solid boundaries and ample amounts of grace for yourself, being fierce doesn't have to be a conscious choice anymore. It just simply becomes who you are, mm-hmm. you know, and to me that there is just nothing more luxurious than that of, you know, you don't, you don't have to switch on the fierceness. That's just, it's, it's you and you get to live fully in alignment and make those choices and feel empowered and feel liberated. That is a luxuriously fierce AF woman. <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. You don't have to switch on the fierce. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That hits my soul. <laughs> I love it. Okay, Haley, for anybody who is like, okay, I need to connect with this woman. She is in, in the vibration that I want to be at. How do people find you? Where do they go? Oh, please come find me on the gram. I absolutely <laughs> I love, just love the gram. Oh, I do. I do. You'll find <laughs> me at, you can find me at soulful.journaling. That is my Instagram handle. Slide on into my DMs, please. And, you know, let me know that you listen to the podcast or um, I would love to hear where you're at with journaling. And I really do. Um, I I love to help people in the DMs. Um, so please slide on in, have a chat. Um, and from my Instagram, you can get the links to like my website and you'll be able to find out all the information about my upcoming book and all of that as well. Perfect. And I'll have all those links on the podcast webpage too. So people can easily find you. But Amazing. Oh, thank you so much for being here. Seriously, I could just talk about journaling for hours and hours. <laughs> So we're going to have been to a glorious conversation. It has. We're going to have to get together and do it again. And I would absolutely love that. Me too. Me too. That would be so much fun. But thank you so much for taking time out of your busy morning. It's morning for you. It is morning for me. <laughs> so you should be journaling right now. And instead you're talking to me. So thank you for that. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I got my session in before we start. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I've really appreciated um, just, you know, even being asked to come on and it's been a joy to chat with you. I loved having you. 